Pints with Jack. Season 4, episode 103. Season finale, part 2. Well, welcome everyone. Pints with Jack is your weekly C.S. Lewis podcast, where David, Matt, and I break down and discuss the works of C.S. Lewis. This season, we've eavesdropped on Screwtape's letters, we've listened as he proposed a toast, we've traveled to Narnia and the Underworld, and we've spoken to a load of wonderful guests. However, today, sadly, we finish wrapping up our season finale and all of season four. And today we're going to be reading some of the lovely messages that you, the listeners, have sent us over the course of this season. I don't know about you. I, I think this has been the best, uh, the best season ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there is something different about it. Um, I don't I don't know what it is, but I agree it was a good one. But what uh, for you guys who listened to last week's episode, if you're thinking, oh, we're just listening to more reviews, this will be a little bit different. Um, messages are different than reviews, so you'll get a really chance to hear about. A little bit more of the direct impact that the ministry is having in people's journeys. And we really do this so you can feel part of the community. And we do see this as a community. And we are so blessed to receive these. And it's our time to share them with you guys as well. So the reviews tend to be a little bit shorter and just direct. This is great. Or I like this. Some of these messages and feedbacks that we get through email are a little bit more in-depth of the impact that's being had. But don't worry. We will not reveal your guys' names. <laughs> and in today's episode, we're also going to talk about what's going to be happening between this episode and next season and what next season is going to look like. Yes. So let's hang around for that. Well, and I didn't mean to say that this is the this has been the best season because I've been a part of it. Oh, I've just enjoyed sure. it so much. <laughs> no, no, no. You know that I wouldn't be shy about making that claim if that's what I felt. <laughs> Um, but I just have really enjoyed and I've, it's been a joy to see, you know, David just explode in terms of his prep and his reach. And, and we've talked to so many people about so many things and the interest I think is just sky high and, uh, what a blessing to be a part of that. Well, shall we start with the quote of the week? Yes, sir. Superb. One of my favorites. The quote of the week is indeed the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Mm. Good choice, Andrew. Yeah. That's a good well, yes, I wish that I had made it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so proud of myself. I carved out an hour or two to go over show notes, and I went over the first part of the show notes and, uh, and didn't look at the other ones. So I'm, I'm, I'm flying Matt this week. I'm, I'm flying a little unprepared. But, yeah, I didn't go But I do have my scotch. I always have said, Andrew, you are a perfect blend of David and I. I did zero. David <laughs> did both of them, and you did one of them. <laughs> well, no, I've been prepping since before Matt was born, so you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Only a slight exaggeration. What year were you born, Matt? 1990. You know what? I'm actually curious. What year do you think I was born? <laughs> Wait, I know that. It's in the so 90s, you were obviously. Born in 1991. Yes, right? well 91. done, 91. Okay. okay. So I was just beginning to travel with Phil Keggy uh, at that point. And so I had been reading Lewis seriously for nearly 30 years. So <laughs> I, I started learning Latin that year. <laughs> I started contemplating learning Greek. <laughs> well, it is all Greek to you. <laughs> it is all mm -hmm. Greek to Matt, we discovered in our last episode. <laughs> 
Well, since we're recording our fin- our these finale episodes back to back, we're still drinking the same drinks as in the previous episode. Actually, I'm finishing off my my Vat 69, but I went ahead and poured myself some Ardbeg um, because nice. I didn't want to finish without a little peat. <laughs> and this is a gift of a dear friend, Father Tom Reeder, from Christchurch Panavidra in uh, in uh, Panavidra Beach. And so I'm drinking both of those. I'm two fisted, so I have both of my both of my pints with class, uh, pints with chat glasses. <laughs> pints with wow. class. Andrew starts his drinking <laughs> session off. Respect a pickle co-host strikes again. <laughs> Respect a pickle. <laughs> of course, uh, hopefully by the time this airs, I will have had Malcolm guide over to the place, and I will have point poured him a dram in a pints with Jack glass, and so. In fact, I may have to give him one if he's willing to take it. I was just going to say, we should send you uh, one specifically for him because I'm getting him on the show one way or another, whether he wants to or not. I We can probably arrange that. If you want to send him a mug as well or a, a pint glass as well, I think that he may have space in his luggage to take that home. <laughs> so, great. So, I'm drinking Ardbeg and uh, Vat 69, a gift from Stephen Beebe. What about you, Matt? Ah, uh, Nothing. You know, I, uh-huh. I, fin- I finished my Macallan 12 in the last recording because we're going back to back in, in the vein of prudence because, you know, Matt likes to be responsible and prudent. I'm only having one drink tonight. Okay. Well, I'll drink for you. <laughs> <laughs> and in the non-temperate corner, uh, I am drinking some more of the lovely Lafroig. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, who are you toasting today, Matt? We are going to be toasting... John Allen. As we draw this, as we say goodbye to this season, I'm reminded of what C.S. Lewis said to Sheldon Van Auken, Christians never say goodbye. And while I appreciate his sentiment, I think Lewis is wrong about that uh, because goodbye is a contraction in English of the blessing, God be with ye. And mm. so I think that Christians absolutely say, God be with you. So uh, to you, John Allen, and to all of our listens, listeners, God be with you. Cheers. 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 So in this episode, as I said before, we're going to be talking about what's going to happen in season five and what's going to happen between now and then, as well as dive into some listener mail. If everything goes as planned, which... David is pretty good at planning, so you can usually trust that everything goes as planned unless someone externally breaks his plan, but David usually won't. Uh, This episode should be going out on September 30th. And nothing is going to be published in October. You can sit there refreshing your app. Nothing's going to appear because we're going to do a bit of pre-recording for season five. Also, we need a bit of a break and I have to get used to parenting a small child. (laughs) Which means not sleeping. (laughs) Well, and we will commend uh, David and Marie to your prayers um, after this episode as the baby is born and they're getting ready and and beginning to care for them. I I think there's maybe no better job in this world. So if you are the praying sort listeners, uh, do pray for them. And and David, uh, the show notes, like that can be in the... Uh, actual podcast app, right? Show notes show up in there. Mm -hmm. And you can put a link in there that I can click. Yep. Yeah, so what we're going to do, guys, is we... we, There's a balancing act when you create a podcast of doing what you love uh, because... And not trying to like cater to everyone because it's just not going to be successful. But at the same time, wanting to incorporate listener feedback. And so we really try to balance that of 
David, Andrew, and I really do what we love and try to bring that, and people who love it do, and if you don't, sorry. Uh, But we do want to know if there's parts of this that you appreciate more than others, if there's things you would like to hear us, and we want to get that. So we're going to do a questionnaire and a survey. That's going to go out through our listserv. So if you're not on our listserv, sign up for that. We've already got um, a lot of people on that, which would be great. So we hope if you guys do receive that through the listserv, you fill that survey out, letting us know what you like about this podcast, what you'd change. Um, But also, there's thousands of you listening to right now. Let's just have a link in the show notes. Boom, opens up right on your phone. You can just type a few things in. And even if you only answer a couple questions like, I wish you guys did this, or I think this part, you know, cut this intro part, or this isn't fun. Like, honestly, that feedback is helpful. We will not be offended. Um, I mean, brutal, critical, we can handle it. This is the one time you guys can do that for us. And we will try to incorporate all of it. So please uh, do open that up right now. And just to clarify, when Matt says listserv, he means the newsletter email that you sign up at pintsofjack.com. Yes, I'm thinking of college days when you sign up for these listservs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still young. You're, showing, you're showing your age on that one, actually. Yes. Yeah, listservs yeah. were a great advance when they finally came to us uh, as digital natives um, way back in the day. Yeah. So, well, and we'll take your praise as well. You know, it's, it's an encouraging word and, and we certainly uh, labor at this in order to, uh, to serve the Lord and to, to serve you. And so if there's something that we're doing right too, we'd be happy to hear that as well. Great. Well, and then after a break in October, uh, season five will begin on November 2nd. November, of course, is the month that Lewis died and the month that Lewis uh, was born. So an auspicious month to, to rec- recommence. And so each Tuesday, we'll be uh, discussing a section from The Four Loves, which is the most informative book uh, for me as an adult that Lewis ever wrote. Uh, certainly one of my favorites. Each Tuesday, we'll do that. We'll taking about a month per love, and it will be all of us. So David, Matt, and I will be on each of those Tuesday episodes. Uh, we're not sure we'll continue with this format forever, but we thought we'd give it a go for season five. And what will be interesting is at the end of each of those loves, so think affection, friendship, eros, nagape, we're going to be interviewing someone in our lives with whom we share that particular kind of love. Uh, and those uh, interviews will then be released as the last episode of the month. And so, David, are these going to be like five to ten minutes? And so we each will have a person. Mm-hmm. They'll all be combined into one episode? Yep. Nice. One. Uh, during our break between recording the first part and the second part of the season finale, I went uh, and told my wife about some of your kind comments about her contributions. And she was very touched because um, that was the first feedback that she'd have. And so I know that uh, you'll look forward to having Kristen Lazo back on, Dr. Kristen uh, excuse Lazo. Excuse me, Dr. Lazo. <laughs> Dr. Ditchfield, Kristen Ditchfield Lazo, yes. Um, and, uh, and that'll be a joy for me as well. Now, in season four, we had a lot of after-hours episodes. More people were stuck at their home due to the pandemic, so we wanted to provide a bit more material for people to listen to while they were stuck at home. However, in season five, we're only going to have one or two after-hour episodes a month. As I said, I'm going to be a dad, and I'll be changing lots of diapers, so a little bit more pressure on my time. But don't worry, we will still have great guests. We've got Dr. Dan Brown, Mike Aquilina, Jason Lapuyavi. We just won't have quite so many. And I don't believe David for a second. So guys, when he says one to two, it definitely <laughs> won't be one. My wife did not believe me either, but I have told her this is what I'm going <laughs> to do. Just... And she knows that I stick to what I say. 
No, it, listen. Keep it under a hundred. We'll be fine. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. And this is it. David, in the, the the best form possible, it does love just doing this to some degree. And so he just, it's like he has this he has this power now, and he loves it. He can just send someone a message and say, "Hey, I read your book, loved it. Will you come on?" And they all say yes now. And so David, I mean, I didn't even know half the people that were coming on this this past season. I would just look. And I'm like, "There's another. There's another." And how does he do this? And I go look at our email, and I can see what he sends them. And he just has a preset thing he sends and caters it a little bit. And they all say yes. <laughs> it's, it's actually not preset. I do change it per author. There's some common mm. things because I've got to explain who we are. But Yes, that's probably a better way to put it. Well, and I haven't really dug deep into my list of favors. And so I imagine that we can pull some good guests over the next uh, over the next year or two. So mm, That's beautiful. Um, they're just marvelous, marvelous people who have really enriched my life and the life of many others uh, through C.S. Lewis. And so I'm looking forward to, to bringing some of those folks on too. Well, after we finish The Four Loves, we are actually going to do a uh, month to discuss a book that actually has had a profound impact in my life. And it's one I don't mention as much, but it's one that was probably top three instrumental in my spiritual journey and conversion to Christianity, uh, which was A Severe Mercy. And so when I was really wrestling after my Oxford stint, that senior year of college was when I just started devouring a bunch of books. You know, I still wasn't fully convinced yet of Christianity. I had read Mere Christianity and said, I don't know if this is true, but it seems beautiful and I want to give it a shot. You know, this book actually is reading two people who are very pagan, secular, but in a, a beautiful way, write so much about their journey towards love and the books that impacted them. I would actually underline some of the books they read and then read them. And so I cannot wait for a severe mercy to happen. Well, and there's a marvelous edition of that book. It's called Davies Edition, and it has, I think, additional pictures, maybe illustrations. Um, I, too, read that book um, early on in my Lewis's time. This is the story of a couple who uh, who had a marvelous love without God, um, and then one of the two became a Christian, and the other one got jealous. And uh, we'll leave it there. But um, but it's just a, a, a really a wonderful read. And Sheldon Van Aken, when he published um, a Severe Mercy, published 18 letters that he received from C.S. Lewis. And the second letter, Lewis responded by, by return of post and said, use me any way you wish. And that too has, has been an example of Lewis's humility that continues to challenge me. So Severe Mercy is one of those really uh, crucial books in the, in the kind of Lewis constellation. Hmm. Naturally, we'll also read a Narnia book next season. Perhaps we'll have Dr. Ditchfield Lazo come on uh, with us as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The next one in publication order, the only order to read in which to read the books, um, is The Horse and His Boy, which uh, my wife has... Um, bunch of really brilliant things to say about that. And Diana Glyer has commented um, really eloquently on that. And Horse and His Boy is a really crucial, crucial book. And so I'm looking forward to our discussion about that. Yeah. And it's also my personal favorite. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, and I have a third American edition <laughs> that says, to David and Douglas Gresham, and then underneath, and now to Andrew. <laughs> Blessings, Douglas Gresham. <laughs> So we'll pull that out for uh, uh, for that month. Wonderful. Actually, as Matt was talking about A Severe Mercy before, I saw you looking around your apartment and I thought, oh, he's going to bring out a first edition of A Severe Mercy signed oh, yeah. by Sheldon Van Orken. No, no, not yet. But I did. Uh, I just found a Mind Awake, uh, the book of Lewis's quotations compiled by Clyde Kilby, and it was signed by Kilby. So 
we have uh, we have been stoking the shelves. So. <laughs> well, we will then wrap up the season. Before in in the past, we've mixed these in. I think I'm just going to move these to the end of the season. So we've we've read the four loves, we've read a sphere mercy, we've read the horse and his boy. And I'm going to wrap up with a series of interviews in a number of different series. We're going to have an apologetic series where we'll be interviewing a number of different apologists about specific arguments which Lewis favoured when defending the faith. I'm really excited about this one, and we're going to record it over the course of the season, but we're going to then put them together in a series at the end. Oh, wonderful. What else are we going to do? Well, I had meant to organise a poetry month this season, but things kind of got away from me. (laughs) So I am planning on getting that done in season five, and I will do the same thing. It will be I'll be talking to the guests and each of us will be will be taking a different person and we'll be recording these over the course of the season. But again, at the end of the season, we'll have a poetry month where we'll talk to people about Lewis's poetry and Lewis-inspired poetry. Marvelous. Uh, that's one of the things that I'll be talking about in my interview with Phil Keggy. Uh, he did a song called As the Ruin Falls, which was Lewis's poem about uh, Joy Davidman as she was dying. Mm. And of course, Malcolm Guide has re- written eloquently about Lewis's poetry I think that'll be a really rich, uh, really rich season. Absolutely. <laughs> what else will we do, David? Well, here at Pints for Jack, we always like to look at Lewis's wider circle. You know, we've done Tolkien, Chesterton, Barfield. And next season, I want to spend a little bit of time with his friend, Dorothy Sayers. There have been some great Sayers scholars I've listened to recently, and I think it's time that we talk about her involvement. I think Dorothy L. Sayers will be very important. She and and Jack had a long correspondence. Um, And in fact, right around the time that we do that, um, the Northwind, the last of the Northwind coursework, Northwind Seminary coursework in Romantic Theology is about related uh, figures in Mm. the Inklings world. And so I'll be taking a course on Sayers and Joy Davidman and a number of others. And so I think that'll be really uh, important to bring in his, his comments to her about gender are fascinating. And um, Mm. I look forward to that a lot. And my wife is currently reading a Sayers book. I want to say it's a Gordy Knight. It's one of the, it's it's one of the the mysteries. Mm. She's really enjoying it. Uh Gordy Knight. I I loved every bit of it. I'm going to reread it actually. Wow. High praise. (laughs) Well, and I know that Crystal Downing at the Wade Center has done good work on Dorothy L. Sayers and uh, Marge Mead, who was the associate director of the Wade, Wade Center for many, many years. Uh, still is at this at this recording, um, knew Clyde Kilby, and she did her master's degree on Sayers, and so we have a we have a lot of resources about Sayers that we could we could look into. Yeah, and lastly, one of the great things about Lewis is that he draws people together from very diverse religious backgrounds, including no religious background. And so, before the season is over, I'm planning on sitting down with some of the folks from a wide variety of religious backgrounds and asking them what it is that they get out of Lewis. Hmm. I think that that's going to be, I just, I can't wait to listen to this, to this season. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll we'll probably do something with Northwind Seminary as well, because we have so many of our friends who are there in some capacity, either teachers, students, or both. Got that in the works. Um, Michael Christensen, who wrote uh, C.S. Lewis on Scripture, Charlie Starr, uh, who wrote a book on Lewis and myth. He's also writing a, a book on Lewis and I believe, I say this under correction, a, a book on Lewis and reality. Um, and uh, I'm working with Charlie right now, Crystal Hurd, Terry Glaspie, 
um, and a wonderful array of adjunct faculty, including Diana Glyer, Malcolm Gite. Um, I'm honored to be among these folks. And so you may hear a little bit more about Northwind Seminary, some of the work that's coming out of that, and uh, uh, great fun with all of that. Wow. Continuing on with this episode, as you've got to remember in the first part of this, the last one, we, we were listening or uh, reading listeners' reviews. Uh, we're going to do a little bit more of that, but we're going to, as I mentioned, get more into the correspondence. And we've had a lot. And so just to like highlight here, real high level, I mean, we've had messages from people like Bridget Hall and Kathy uh, Perrine just letting us know they're listening. We've had listeners like Alice and Amy informing us that they've been diligently going through our back catalog. I always love when people say, oh, I'm binging your season. I'm like, that's scary. <laughs> um, we've had Zach Rudolph write to us telling us about the impact Lewis had on his life. Listeners like Francis asking follow-up questions to our interviews. Folks like Steve Limkerman, Limkerman, yep, reaching out to tell us about their local C.S. Lewis group. And we've even had a husband of a listener, shout out to Mrs. Frost, uh, reach out to brainstorm ideas for his own podcast. You know, there's nothing like inspiring other podcasts. Just don't call it the C.S. Lewis podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. So, well, uh, let's uh, continue as we anticipate some poetry and pick up on a theme that we did last, uh, last episode. Let's begin with a haiku that was sent by listener Linda. David, Matt, and Drew... <laughs> Explicate Lewis for you. Join them with a brew. That might be the best one I've ever heard. A rhyming haiku. I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just like the cleverness of Andrew. <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh. That's very good. Well, here's to Linda. I'll drink to that. I, I will too. Well, for newcomers back in season two, just to explain that, I wrote a haiku for each episode and each great divorce chapter. And we've actually had lots of listeners leave us haikus from time to time. And they're always directed towards Andrew because he didn't always fully appreciate my poetry. And (laughs) actually, on our very first episode of this season, a longtime listener, Giovanna, congratulations on her newborn child, by the way. Well done. Uh, You're here. She said that she knew that Matt loves haikus. So she wrote this one for him. Uh, So vulnerable. (laughs) We patients are offered both doctors and devils. Ah, okay. That's a very fantastic haiku. But for listeners, you got to know that she was being sarcastic there because I do not like haikus. But that was a very good one, (laughs) Giovanna, and uh, congratulations. Well, you know, I may up the stakes for you, and I do this under under some trepidation because um, I did this the other day. Uh, I did this uh, a few months back and challenged listeners to do something. And and we got a note from somebody saying, oh, I did it. I did exactly what you said. So uh, I don't think that you are my minions, but I'll I'll challenge you to explore the, um, the form of the tonka, uh, which is another Japanese poetry form. A tonka is a haiku with two extra seven-syllable lines. So um, we'll include a link in the show notes. But if you just can't quite say what you want in 17 syllables, we'll offer you 14 syllables more. So (laughs) uh, if you want to try a a Tonka, it's 57577 for those of you keeping score at home. I love it. And uh, turning to some of our social media channels, so that's uh, how we're going to somewhat format this is go through some of the different avenues that you guys can 
interact with us, whether listening to our podcast or our content or just interacting with us in some way, shape or form. And so starting out with YouTube, which is a reminder, guys, we, we post the audio version of this on YouTube just to kind of give another channel for people to listen to this and share it. It's a little bit easier. But we that's where we have the Skype sessions. And so we don't tend to push those quite as much on here. But David is sometimes Matt forgets about them entirely. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. It's so true. I was supposed to make like 15, 20 this season. I did one, um, maybe. Um, I actually can't even remember if I did one. Uh, but Living David on. has done a lot. And they are fantastic. They're shorter, 15, 30 minutes. He's sitting down. You're going to see the face. You see the interactions of the people. And uh, they can really be more uh, diverse topics than what we do in this podcast because we try to keep the season tight to the focus of the season. Uh, And so definitely go check out that. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to that, because of David's work, it's steadily grown to like almost 1,500 subscribers, which without really doing trying, it's kind of a little secondary thing. Uh, so well done there, David. So I want to do a little shout out to Ronald Thompson who left the comment. I discovered your YouTube channel from watching a Trent Horn YouTube video this morning. I've just finished watching all 13 of your videos in this series and love every one of them. I'm very excited to begin listening to your podcast as well. Thank you for talking. Thank you for taking the time to do all this. I've been richly blessed by your insights. Well, on behalf of David Bates, you're welcome. Well, that video series that you and I recorded right back in the end of season one, uh, in just a few weeks, I should be securing the location for recording a new series that we will put out, uh, TBD. (laughs) Yeah, listeners, that is something we, we talk every, we talk from time to time about the Patreon. That's where it's so helpful. And we were actually with the current funding and we'll probably do a little bit of side funding to be able to do another video series of some very rich content. Uh, and, uh, that will be in, in the first one I thought turned out well, given our first time in the budget we had, I mean, David and I had, first of all, never done really this podcast much. We had no idea what we were doing. And so we're, we're all in very different stages now where I think this next one will be just a whole nother level between our knowledge increasing and the resources to make it better. And that will be going up on our YouTube channel. Uh, but let's talk about Reddit, because from time to time, I post some of our episodes on Reddit. And I actually recently posted the After Hours episode with Dr. David Downing uh, on the Narnia Reddit channel. And I got a lovely message from somebody called Quartermaster EM16 saying, where has this <laughs> been all of my life? And I love seeing those kinds of messages. We also had uh, Melanie Trowell. She, she posted an Instagram story to that same effect. Well, so channel number three includes Patreon. Um, and of course, all of our episodes are shared on our Patreon website. And we typically don't get too much feedback there, except from one faithful listener, Lori, who likes to share her hot take on each episode. And after the episode with Dr. Devin Brown talking about the silver chair, here's what Lori wrote. I first remember reading Silver Chair and the sense of deep sadness. Uh, and shrouding me at the end almost choked me. I wondered wondered why he'd make it so, so very sad. Then the resurrection of Caspian, the thorn, his blood. I couldn't help or uh, I couldn't laugh or feel the delight deeply enough. And so I think that that's that Laurie kind of 
captures this idea that Lewis really embodies deep sadness and experienced, of course, deep sadness in his life, you know, and death and absence and addiction and so many things, you know, formed part of his experience. And I love that he captures that, puts it in books, and in some ways, I think, teaches children and their parents and those of us who read how to go through those things. Um, so love that hot take um, and love the fact that uh, our friend Evan Brown uh, kind of brought that out um, for us. And so we encourage you all to uh, to do a quick hot take on Patreon if you're so willing. We love those. And it's not just an ego stroking thing. Um, we really want to know that we are reaching folks. And of course, um, our primary goal is to is to point to Christ um, the way that Lewis pointed to Christ. And in some ways for me, my much of my career is based on pointing to Lewis as a shortcut to Christ um, because Lewis makes himself so transparent and makes Christ so clear. And so if that's getting through, we want to know. And uh, we want to give glory to God because it's not us. We're just showing up and being goofballs and enjoying each other's company. And we are in the truest sense, as I've said here before, amateurs, lovers of Lewis, because he's meant so much to us and has helped us along on our journey. And so if we can repay that long debt, as Lewis was repaying um, uh, the, the debt to McDonald, we're glad to do it. And so if that's getting through, let us know. And if you have a minute anywhere, and if it's not, let us know so that we can improve the way that we make Lewis clear so that uh, we can all point to Christ. Well, in the social media channel that I actually have, David deals with all of these, but I have Twitter. I don't actually manage the Pinesco Jack Twitter. I just mean I have my own personal Twitter. Uh, it's the bane of my existence, but there's just too much finance knowledge on there. I, I do feel like I need it. Um, you know, I actually remember very much when I finally actually followed our own Pinesco Jack Twitter. And David it was a likes, special day. <laughs> David gets a notification, <laughs> Matt Bush followed Pinesco Jack. And uh, he screenshotted it. And I think he put it on Instagram or something to let the world know that one of the co-hosts finally followed his own channel uh, for his podcast or his own <laughs> handle. Uh, but yes, so shout out to listeners who reach out to us there, uh, such as Elizabeth Slattery and Rachel Sherlock from the Risking Enchantment podcast. Also shout out to Nicholas Delcour, who tweeted us after the first episode of the season, showing us what he was drinking while listening to the episode. And if you're wondering, <laughs> it was a bottle of Pliny the Elder. Wow. Pliny the Elder uh -huh. was um, Pliny the Younger was one of the, um, I think, Roman authors mm -hmm. uh, who uh, who recorded something about about Christianity. And so he's one of the early historical witnesses, if I'm not mistaken. Did I get that right, David? Yep, that's right. Uh, I, th I think it, I think, uh, was it the elder or the younger? I think it was Pliny the Younger. Uh, and he was it the was one, Pliny the Younger. He was the one yeah. that set up the standard for how to handle Christians. Basically, don't go looking for them, but if somebody accuses somebody of being a Christian, then bring them forward, get them to recant, or kill them. There we go. So maybe Nicholas needs to send us each a bottle of <laughs> Plenty the Elder. No, just enjoy one in our behalf. Well, I love the fact that he also included a picture of the T-shirt that he was wearing while listening to our first episode. It was this Mount yes. Rushmore picture. Uh, it's a T-shirt, yes. but with each of the presidents replaced with Cheston, Lewis, McDonald, and Tolkien. Yes. Um, and then Annie Nardone was just posted a picture of herself wearing that same T-shirt and posted a link. We'll see if we can maybe include in the show notes. Um, 
uh, how to get that T-shirt, which I need. <laughs> I also Not like his. Need. I also like his that what he wrote there, and he just said, "Let's go," and it had multiple <laughs> exclamation points. Like he is ready. <laughs> oh, actually, Babylon B has uh, has tweeted out about that T-shirt, but they haven't tweeted out about us. So that's that's my next goal. <laughs> well, Diana knows them, so maybe we should uh, maybe we should uh, do what we can. I I, I definitely agree. <laughs> Well, that was Twitter. Uh, we've also ha- definitely had an increase in traffic on Instagram over the course of this season. And thanks again to Brittany White for helping out with all of the quotation graphics that you've all been enjoying. Uh, on Instagram, we had the marvelous Mrs. Dega modeling her new Pints with Jack t-shirt, looking very fetching. We had moments with Megan19 encouraging her followers to read the Screwtape letters and listen to us. And we also had Blackberry and Leaf, I love all these usernames, uh, who posted a picture of some of her Lewis books mixed together with some Pints with Jack merchandise. And she, uh-huh. she described our podcast as a mix of banter, thoughtful analysis, and insightful personal reflections. That, that she didn't specify the ratios of each of those things, because <laughs> so, sometimes we skew on one or the other. Uh, and we also were tagged in a post by The Cat Lady Is Reading, uh, saying that her book club had been working through Till We Have Faces for the past few months, and she'd been finding our episodes really helpful. So when Andrew finally gets his act together and produces his book, we can start sending people links <laughs> to the book so they can buy it and read it in their, in their books. Cheers. Andrew's being strategic, not slothful. He's recognizing every year he waits, we gain more followers and listeners, and then he has a channel to <laughs> pump it through when he re- when he releases it. <laughs> hey, I'm working at it. I'm working at it, and I I'm showing the guys. You can't see because uh, because this is radio, but I'm showing the guys that behind me is a whole um, yeah, that bookshelf right back there is full of eBay books. So. That's another uh, another piece that I'm working on. I've I promised myself to spend an hour a day. Uh, I think I have I think six or seven uh, first edition subsequent printings of Screw Tape. You know, just stacked up, ready to go on eBay. So, <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. And the Doctorate is all part of the the Tilia Faces book. So keep praying. Hmm. Well, on Instagram, we also get messages from people, and this was a lovely one I received just just this week uh, from Cassia. Hi. Greetings from Poland. I am just writing to let you know that I'm very grateful for your podcast as it helps me grow my spiritual journey. I'm still catching up as I started listening long after you launched your podcast and I don't want to miss any episode. Good luck. Uh, I am now beginning the Screwtape Letters, so still a little bit behind. I absolutely love the Great Divorce season. 103 episodes to be explicit. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Great Divorce season and it helps me uh, now as my community and I are going through a season of realigning our hearts with God's heart. I can't wait for the four love season. I'm so happy that Lewis wrote a lot of books because you still have a lot to cover. One more thing. I just love the chemistry, firstly <laughs> between the two of you and then all three of you. It's a great joy observing how you relate to each other. Once again, thank you for what you're doing. Blessings, Cassia. That was a delightful message. But another favorite was an interaction we had with a young listener with the username Books and Fireflies. She made a post that said, I love Till We Have Faces. I read it this winter and never would have understood any of it if I wasn't listening to Pints of Jack while reading. But it was incredible. And she later shared a screenshot of one of our laser-etched beer mugs, a picture from the website. And she says, I'm not old enough to drink, but I need this in my life. I'll just fill it with Dr. Pepper. And so (laughs) after she had given us her solemn word that the glass would just be restricted to soda, we did send her a glass. 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, and you know, the, the Lewis community, uh, most of the best of my friends uh, have been brought to me through, through the Lewis community. And certainly my wife um, came there. And uh, I think Lewis is one of those who really draws people together. I have a friend and nothing against Tolkien or Tolkien scholars, but um, I have a friend who went to a, a Tolkien conference and sometimes as an introvert needed to kind of step away and and catch uh, catch their breath. Um, but when they went to a, a Lewis conference, um, said, I didn't need to do that. I found that the people there were just welcoming and warm and and that's been my experience as well. And like I said, I many, many Tolkien scholars uh, amongst my, my companions and friends. But there's something about Lewis that I think brings out the kind of community that reminds me at least faintly of the echo of the 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 great wedding feast of the lamb um the 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 thousands of us the millions of us the untold number of us circled around the throne and um to me at least in this life lewis brings about a little bit of that feeling and i'm glad that that's getting across um won't it be nice maybe we can have a little pints with jack reunion in heaven um, <laughs> for a couple of years at some point uh i certainly look forward to that well, channel number six is uh, Facebook, and uh, we're also on Facebook. That's kind of my main social media stopping place. Um, so here's a shout out to some of the folks who have recently reached out or tagged us, such as Cole Ramick. Uh, Jared Hausman posted a picture of himself wearing a Pints with Jack t-shirt and threw some sass in my direction as to which he believes is Lewis's best book. And people are more than welcome to throw some sass and throw some shade. Uh, Lewis and I will stand in our correctness <laughs> and the rest of you can do, you know, sort it out as you wish. Um, and as I mentioned, this last episode um, got a shout out from Melissa Kane Travis, uh, formerly of Houston Baptist University, marvelous scholar, uh, author of a book on, on uh, science and, and faith. And she commented um, about something that I said, um, God can change the world through a handful of people loving the things they love. And that's what certainly happened with Lewis and Tolkien and Dyson and Barfield and all of those. Love the things that you love. These are God's gifts to you. And in loving them, acknowledge that it is God who created the goodness of the gift and God indeed who created the love. And so uh, his fingerprints are all over that and hopefully all over this podcast as well. I also received a lovely message. I mentioned her before from my friend Annie Nardone, who lives nearby and has been to visit me. Um, she said that she was working through season four, and she said, I wanted to tell you and the lads, and some message to me, um, that the first episode about Jack was a God-ordained message straight to me. It was toward the end where you talked about how Jack didn't fit in, losing a post because of his popular works. <laughs> I needed to hear that. All of us in this field need to write and thrive where God has placed us. Anyhow, someday I'll go into the details, perhaps at a scotch gathering, just extending feedback to let you know that you are all doing a good work. <laughs> That's a mitzvah, and I pray that that good work for you, Annie, and for the rest of you will continue. Matt, what about our Slack channel, which has been such a source of delight? It really is. Uh, and listeners, just as a reminder, it's for our Patreon supporters at the second tier or higher, and they get to join that community. And 
it has really genuinely been a blessing to my life. We get lots of direct messages uh, through that that are just really beautiful because people can just send them on right to us. And then within the community, we get prayer requests that I find inspiring. We get listeners who come across incredible works that might not even be Lewis works. It might be just another spiritual work that uh, really inspired their own journey because we have channels dedicated to non-Lewis works. And it's just really fruitful to just see when people post these things in. You'll see listeners post things of their children with a Lewis book or just reading another book with a pints with Jack mug and just all of this stuff. So it's, it's a really beautiful community, but there's a couple things uh, that I really wanted to highlight. One of them was from a listener, Matt, uh, who I actually went and grabbed lunch with when I was in London. Uh, and also that lunch turned into a longer lunch, a walk and adoration. And six hours later, we said goodbye. <laughs> it was a lovely time. Uh, but he wrote, at breakfast yesterday, my youngest son asked me casually whilst eating, Dad, which do you prefer to read, the Bible or C.S. Lewis? Silence ensues. Immediately, I began to figure out all kinds of clever and rather Lewisian ways of hiding the fact that currently it would be Lewis. I feel like Lucy in the Dawn Treader, who felt sure that the voice of the albatross was actually the voice of Aslan. In other words, I feel rebuked by the Lord himself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, and we just had someone else that also had actually, I really loved how the community came around, an individual who would just uh, storm and really led to some hardship with a tree, I think, went down in the house. I don't remember the uh, explicit details. This was back in November, but I just loved how the community reached around and really wanted to pray and offer any help and assistance in any way, shape, or form. And uh, it was lovely. I had reached out to the individual directly as well, and she had just sent a beautiful message back of really just the the temporary struggle that came and then uh, coming back to the podcast and the community and all of the encouraging words that she had read and just the the blessing the community was, the blessing the podcast was. Uh, and we're all very vulnerable. I try to be vulnerable on this podcast. So she had mentioned and even uh, had a conversation with me about some of the stuff I you know have been going through as well uh, during that season that was last year in 2020. And so really it's just been a blessing in many ways. And so definitely come join that community by going to Patreon. And another advantage of having listeners reach out to us is we find out how they came to find us. So Robert Prowse, he found us through the Council of Trent. Jessica Miller, she found us through the Talking Beasts podcast. Um, somebody with the username Old School Family found us through another podcast I love, Classical Stuff You Should Know. And we joked about our advertising on Catching Foxes because we didn't see any change in subscriptions. Uh, and so we asked, hey, if you found us through Catching Foxes, let us know. We found two listeners. So Zach and Tyson, <laughs> you guys rock. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you are our most valuable <laughs> listeners, Matt. <laughs> I use my own resources. We don't we don't use the uh, Patreon stuff for that. I was like, I want to just try advertising. And Dave's like, oh, if you want to do it with your own money. I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. <laughs> nope, didn't do that again. <laughs> No, it was wonderful. And we are now nearly out of time. So why don't we end with one last review? This is from Texas Lee. And the review is entitled The Perfect C.S. Lewis Podcast. <laughs> why did it take me three years to find this podcast? It's perfect because the hosts are enthusiasts, but they don't pretend to be experts. That means that I and other enthusiasts who are not experts can understand and enjoy the podcast. Going through books chapter at a time is brilliant. That allows me to learn and think about the content of the books in small bites so I don't get overwhelmed. 
If you all haven't decided what to cover in the next season, may I suggest following Dr. Michael Ward's advice and starting with the essay, The Poison of Subjectivism, encouraging people to revisit the first few chapters of mere Christianity and then reading The Abolition of Man. I know you all are busy, especially David, who is expecting a baby. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So I very much appreciate you continuing to make time to prepare and record this podcast. Thank you. God bless. Mm. And I think that's quite a nice review to end with just because thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for being part of our community. And we feed off your enthusiasm. Well, and let me say that God really has blessed. It's blessed. Um, Lewis has blessed each of the three of us. Um, He's blessed the friendship of us three as we uh, do this task together. He's blessed us in our communications with you. And he's blessed us by reading Lewis um, and growing deeper in our spiritual walk. And so your wish of God's blessings, uh, your prayer for that, God is already supplying and answering. And so uh, thank you for that wish. We wish it back to you. Uh, he already is. And, uh, and so we thank you for that. And we'd like to also thank all of our patron supporters. All of the listeners, uh, particularly our top-tier patron supporters, Dawn, Sterling, Shane, John, Kevin, Brian, Kay, Monique, Paul, Kimberly, Gillis, Gary, Stephen, Matt, Jeff, Chris, John, James, Kate, and Rowdy. One breath. I'm getting good at this now. <laughs> Showboater. <laughs> and as a reminder, guys, go check out our other social media channels and platforms. And you might want to specifically do that in the month of October because we will not be posting for one month. So don't fear. Your podcast is not going away. Uh, in fact, through that month, you can be assured we will be working on future episodes and just building up a nice little reserve that allows us to keep this thing moving forward smoothly because life sometimes throws curveballs at you and having a repertoire of a few episodes re-recorded ahead of time is helpful. And please leave us reviews on iTunes uh, or any of the podcast apps, guys. That is so helpful to us. Rate it. If it's less than five stars, we don't mind that. We appreciate honesty. But let us know why, because that's always helpful. <laughs> well, merchandise, um, another important thing to do in October as you prepare for our next season. Pick up a copy of The Four Loves um, in addition to your pint glasses and your mugs and your, uh, and your, and your scotch glasses and your T-shirts. But pick up a copy of The Four Loves. Um, admittedly, the first couple of chapters take a little getting through. Read it slowly. Read it out loud. Read it read it to someone you love. Um, but The Four Loves, I think, is a treasure trove of riches, and I hope that you'll be blessed by our explo exploration of the, that book in the year to come. And guys, join us next season when we'll be going further up and further in. Cheers. 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 Cheers.